Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. A young woman goes missing as St. Paul, Minnesota experiences one of its harshest winters ever. I just kind of had that like dropping sensation in my in my stomach, like something was wrong. It just, it didn't seem possible. For months, the investigation is hindered by the unrelenting conditions. It continued to stay cold. It continued to snow. It just would not cooperate with us. That winter, it was the winter that would just never end. As detectives search for answers, will the weather conceal or uncover the truth? This case never would have been solved had it not been for the brutal Minnesota winter. In the northern U.S. and on the east bank of the Mississippi River lies the capital of Minnesota, St. Paul. Along with its neighbor city, Minneapolis, the two are commonly referred to as the Twin Cities. Locals here enjoy the mild summer months, but the winters are not for the faint of heart. This area can experience some really wicked winters. It's in the northern part of the United States in a landlocked area with no bodies of water around to help moderate the temperatures. St. Paul is sometimes subjected to some really cold Arctic air masses, especially in December, January, and February. A couple times every winter, the temperatures dip way down, you know, 20 below, sometimes 30 below, and the wind chills can be just bone crushing. Along with the dangerously cold temperatures, the Twin Cities also experience a lot of snow each year. Through the winter months, St. Paul can have a permanent snowpack. It might only be an inch of snow on the ground, or it might be 15 inches of snow on the ground. You just never know when you're going to actually see the ground again. In January and February in Minnesota, if you get stuck outside, you can die. It's horrible. And in the winter of 2013, St. Paul was experiencing one of its longest and most intense winters, with higher than average snow totals not seen in years. It just kept building and building and building. It was the winter that would just never end. In the late morning of another cold winter day, the St. Paul Police Dispatch receives a 911 call from a worried husband. 39-year-old Jeff Trevino says his wife, 30-year-old Kira Steger, is missing. He hadn't seen her since. She had left two mornings before, and he was concerned about her. Kira K. Steger was born November 19, 1982 in Des Plaines, Illinois but grew up mostly in Wausau, Wisconsin, with her three siblings. It was Kira, her sister, Carrie Ann, and then her brother, Austin, 
and her youngest sister, Felicia. And they were very close. From the moment she was born, Kira was a beautiful girl who loved to learn. She was always happy. She loved school. She was always ready before the bus would come to pick her up. She was always very personable, friendly. She always had her like close-knit um, group of best friends that she would always hang out with. In high school, Kira fell in love with the Spanish language and culture. She was very passionate about Spanish. I know she was um, really good at it, and she ended up going and taking like the AP Spanish class. She just seemed to really grasp it. During her senior year, Kira jumped at the chance to put her language skills to the test during a class trip to Costa Rica. Kira fell in love with Costa Rica. She loved the feel of uh, just walking on the beach, of listening to the waves. The warm climate was particularly alluring to someone who hated the Wisconsin cold. She did not like the weather in the winter. She would say, one day, I'm going to retire in Costa Rica. Once she graduated high school in 2000, Kira put her warm weather dreams on hold to attend the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. But she left after only one year. She ended up dropping out, unfortunately. So that was always something that it seemed bugged her um, from that point on. Then in 2004, the 22-year-old met a man nine years her senior. She was working at a bar, and that's how she met Jeffrey. He came into the bar when she was bartending. Originally from Arkansas, 31-year-old Jeffrey Trevino lived in St. Paul, Minnesota, 175 miles west of Wausau. Jeff was a drywall guy. He traveled as part of his job, and he happened to be in a bar in Wisconsin and, and met Kara Steger. The divorced father of a six-year-old, he makes an instant impression on Kira, who was feeling lost after leaving college early. Family was always really important to Kira. I, um, I know that she wanted to have, like, kids herself. Jeff made her feel special, taking her to dinner at that time. I think she thought that's what she needed. And... He seemed like a really nice guy, and they started dating. After several months together, they decided to take the next step, and Kira moved to Minnesota into the rented duplex that Jeffrey shared with his roommate, Matt Roth, just outside of St. Paul. Matt was an IT worker and had been a longtime friend of Jeff. Matt was already roommates with Jeffrey. And Kira was then moved in as a roommate, and the three of them split the rent. Kira got a job at the Ridgedale Mall in a woman's clothing store. She enjoyed what she did, but I know she didn't see herself working in retail long-term. In 2008, three years after they met, the couple got married in Kira's favorite place on earth. Her and Jeffrey ended up actually getting married there in Costa Rica. By 2013, Kira had become an assistant manager at another clothing store in the Mall of America in nearby Bloomington. She really enjoyed her job. 
Um, she was there every day. Uh, she was there sometimes when she wasn't scheduled to work. She would fill in for, um, for her employees if they couldn't make it to work. Then in 2012, she and Jeffrey rented a house in St. Paul together. The roommate, Matt, he lived in the basement. He rented that space from Jeff and Kira. With Jeff's daughter now a teenager, Kira started looking at finishing her education. Kira had this way of seeing qualities and strengths in people, and she brought them out. Her plan was to go back to school to be a teacher. But on a cold, wintry day in February, Kira's goals will be put on hold forever. After Jeffrey Trevino called 911 about his missing wife, detectives from the St. Paul Police Department head to their home. The investigators weren't quite sure what to think. Police worked to unravel a mystery through the harsh Minnesota winter. There was a wicked snowstorm going on that night. If this were summer, it would have been an entirely different investigation. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In February 2013, Minnesota's Twin Cities are blanketed in white after enduring an icy and snowy winter with sub-zero temperatures. The Twin Cities had more than 11 inches of snowfall from an early February storm, and they got another four inches or more on top of that on the 21st and 22nd. So it really was terrible out there. 
the aftermath of the most recent snowfall, St. Paul police have arrived at the home of 39-year-old Jeffrey Trevino, who has reported his 30-year-old wife, Kira Steger, missing after not hearing from her for two days. Jeff welcomes the investigators inside the neat and tidy home he shares with his wife and their roommate, Matt Roth. He showed them around. The roommate was there. He seemed very open with the investigators and concerned about his wife. Investigators take notes as Jeff opens up about their eight-year marriage and admits they had their struggles lately. He had indicated that it was not unusual for her to be gone for a few days, that she had been going through what he described as a midlife crisis. That she was partying, um, that she was going out with people she worked with, that she was drinking too much. But Jeff says he loved his wife and they were working through their differences with regular date nights. The most recent of which was three nights earlier on Thursday, February 21st. Jeff told the investigators that he drove to the mall shortly before she was supposed to get off of work. Um, he met her at the mall, at the store. Um, they went to a restaurant. They had gone to dinner and went bowling after that and then went home and had watched a movie. They were watching a movie and the roommate came into the kitchen, got something to drink and went downstairs, which is where he spent most of his time. I don't think there was much interaction, but they did see each other. Jeffrey says the movie was over around midnight. He said that after the movie, Kira was gonna go take a shower and Jeff knew that she had errands to run the next day. So he left the house after the movie and went to put gas in her car for her because he knew she didn't like to go out in the cold. Uh, it was a cold night, it was snowing that night. When he got home, he says he got in bed next to her. He claims the last time he saw her was the following morning on Friday the 22nd, between 8.30 and 9 a.m. He walked her to the car. Um, he opened the door for her. She got in the car and he watched as she uh, pulled out of the driveway. She was gonna go to the gym and then she was gonna go to work. According to him, everything seemed fine. After she left, Jeff picked up his 15-year-old daughter and they came back home for the remainder of the day. He says they were expecting Kira home for dinner after work. But then she never came home. He said he tried calling her a few times, but she, she didn't answer. Jeffrey says due to her recent behavior, he wasn't concerned at first. He thought that perhaps he misread things and that maybe this was another one of those times when she wasn't coming home for the night. But when her work called on Saturday to say she missed her last two shifts, he knew something was wrong. She was very committed to her work, that the idea that she would just not show up for a day or two was just completely out of the question. It definitely sounds strange to detectives. The investigators weren't sure what to make of this at that point. Um, they did think that what Jeff was telling them was credible. Um, he seemed cooperative. He seemed genuinely concerned. Jeff provided a fairly detailed description of what Kira was wearing. He provided her, her vehicle information. Jeff provided the, the names of some of Kira's friends along with her coworkers and family. Investigators speak with their roommate, Matt, and he backs up Jeff's story. He did corroborate that, in fact, that night, he was in the basement where his bed is, and he came up to get, I think, a soda pop and he saw Kira and Jeff sitting on the couch watching a movie. Matt did not indicate that 
there seemed to be any problem between them. He says Kira was gone by the time he left for work the next morning. Police thank Jeff and Matt and head back to the station. Not wanting to leave any stone unturned, detectives conduct a cursory check on Jeff's date night story. They were able to corroborate that yes, um, the waitress had waited on them. They were able to get a receipt from the restaurant. They were able to check credit card receipts for the bowling alley and the gas station. They used mall surveillance video to find video footage of Jeff and Kira essentially moving through the mall, leaving to go out to their cars. So really everything that he told them seemed to match up. Investigators went to the gym where Kira was a member and um, they confirmed that she did not check in that, that morning. So something must have happened to her between the time she left the house that morning, but before she arrived at the gym. Investigators must consider that perhaps the recent weather has something to do with her disappearance. Her car could be buried in a snowbank. There had been a snowstorm. She could have crashed. Uh, she could be in a hospital someplace and, and no one knows who she is. She could be dead or in danger of, of dying just because of the weather. The fact that she was missing and no one knew where she was, we weren't quite sure what kind of case this was. So there was a lot of possibilities that the investigators had to consider. Police checked local hospitals and put out a bolo on her car. In the meantime, Jeffrey reaches out to Kira's mother, Marcy, in Wausau, Wisconsin. It was a Sunday, and my phone rang. And it was Jeffrey. And he goes, Kira is, has been missing. And I put a, a missing persons report in for her. As a family, we planned the very next morning we were gonna drive to St. Paul which we did. I just kind of had that like um, dropping sensation in my, in my stomach, like something's wrong. As searchers braved the harsh Minnesota winter looking for Kira, detectives learned the young woman had a secret she'd been hiding all along. There was another individual involved, another man. It was possible that this guy had some reason to have either kidnapped or done something bad to Kira. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. While authorities in St. Paul hope the Minnesota winter weather will hold off long enough so they can find Kira, her family members have arrived and start their own search efforts despite the snow and frigid temperatures. My mom wanted to go personally carry out and be a participant in these searches for Kira, trying to organize some searches with the community making missing person flyers and we went we were handing them out at the mall any place that we could. There was a ton of snow that came down. We had these frequent snow events. There was freezing, there was thawing. It really made searching difficult. Meanwhile, police sit down with Kira's co-workers at the mall. Since they were the last to see her before date night with her husband, Jeffrey Trevino, they inquire whether something might have been bothering her. But according to Kira's co-workers, the only thing that was troubling Kira lately was Jeff. It was sort of their impression that that relationship was over with. They describe a sweet woman who had checked out of her marriage long ago. Kira was looking for her own apartment that Jeff was not going to be part of. She had downloaded divorce paperwork from the state court website. They say the couple's recent date night was probably just an attempt by Jeff to get things back on track, and Kira was just trying to appease him. But detectives are shocked at what they learn next. And the investigators learned that there was a new man in Kira's life. She had a boyfriend. Kira had worked with the boyfriend. He had actually been her boss. So they had met through work. When we found out that there was another man um, that she was having a relationship with, of course, you have to look at that person. After checking Kira's phone records, police are able to get her text messages from the night before she disappeared. Kira had been texting with the boyfriend pretty consistently throughout her night with Jeff, up until 10.44 p.m. Although the texts discussing hockey seem innocent enough. She had been text messaging with this guy about the Wild playing that night, and the last message that she sent was, and the Wild won. Investigators are immediately suspicious of the man, who they quickly identify as Ryan Went. The police wanted to know, was there a possibility that she was with him 
If something bad happened, is it possible he had something to do with it? That this guy had some reason to have either kidnapped or done something bad to Kira. Police track him down and he admits he knows Kira, but he plays down the seriousness of their relationship. Kira's boyfriend told the police that they hung out, they went out together. It was a romantic relationship, but it was open. From his perspective, they were just having fun. He also said that by the time that Kira disappeared, the relationship between him and Kira had kind of died down, at least in his mind. Ryan tells detectives he was actually out of town when Kira went missing. He claimed to be in Colorado snowboarding. And he told police that he had left to drive to Colorado through this snow event. To investigators, it sounds rather convenient, but Ryan says he has proof. He provided us with receipts at gas stations and hotels showing where he was. So we were very quickly able to eliminate him as a suspect. Investigators find themselves back at square one until they finally discover a huge piece of the puzzle. They did find a fairly large quantity of blood. Then everything escalated. This is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest case I've ever worked on. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. St. Paul, Minnesota authorities investigating the disappearance of Kira Steger are running out of leads when they get a call that changes everything. They got a call from the Bloomington Police Department saying that Kira's car had been located 
at the Mall of America. Mall security located a white vehicle in the west parking lot of the mall where Kira works. They realized that this was the car that belonged to a missing woman that the St. Paul police were looking for. When St. Paul investigators arrive, they confirm it's Kira's car. There was some substance on it that appeared to be blood. It wasn't a large amount of blood, but there were a number of these smudges in a number of different places, both on the inside and the outside of the car. Investigators test the residue to see if it's human blood, and it is. Kira's purse was in the back seat, along with some other miscellaneous things that you would ordinarily think would be in the trunk of a car, which they thought was pretty unusual. Investigators grow more alarmed as they search the area around the car. They noticed that there was an object that was laying in the grassy area that was covered in snow. It appeared to be a trunk liner from a vehicle. And that had what appeared to be blood on it. Officers check the surrounding area to see if Kira's hurt or worse, but there's no sign of her. They went through her purse. They found that she had printed out divorce paperwork. They also found that she had been looking for her own place to live. Did something happen to Kira after she arrived at work that past Friday? The robbery gone bad is certainly one thing that you have to consider. Before leaving, detectives spot several well-placed security cameras that might give them a lead. They immediately get to work scouring through mall security footage starting with February 22nd, the morning Jeff last saw Kira. And the snow that day seems to be working in their favor. The weather was terrible. So there weren't a whole lot of cars that were arriving at the mall that morning, and there were very few pedestrians walking around outside in the snowstorm. Investigators watch as at 10.50 a.m. that Friday, Kira's car pulls into the parking garage where it was eventually found. But what happens next is completely unexpected. Shortly after this, here comes a male figure walking away from the parking ramp. This person walks around the outside of the mall and heads towards where the taxi stand was. The footage is too grainy to make out a face, but they're able to track him on multiple cameras a male figure had white tennis shoes on. And they were able to see the person get in a cab and leave. Lucky for investigators, each cab is equipped with a GPS tracking system. And they could follow the, the route directly to the, not Jeff and Kira's block, but one block over on the same street. Not wanting to make assumptions just yet, police are determined to follow the trail. That afternoon, they canvassed the neighborhood, starting on the block where the mystery passenger was dropped off and locate a house with an exterior video camera. So they were able to find video of the cab arriving. And just after the cab stopped, there was a pedestrian. That person walks across the street and then moments later walk up the driveway at Jeff and Kira's house. They can tell it's the same man wearing white sneakers. And although they can't be sure who it is, he looks a lot like Jeffrey Trevino. St. Paul investigators arrive at Jeff and Kira's home with a search warrant. Jeff was there with the roommates when the police arrived with the search warrant, and he was not happy. They're asked to leave the house, but not to go far. 
As police walk through the house, it seems clean and tidy with no obvious signs of violence. It was in the master bedroom where they found the first thing that really was of forensic interest. It looked like furniture had been recently moved around because of the indentations in the carpet. They were able to recreate the bedroom to what they thought it might have looked like. That's when they saw that there was quite a bit of blood on the corner of the box spring. It's just the first of many. Much of the house has blood spots, smears, or stains. All of it was processed, but the bedroom seemed to have uh, the majority of the blood. In the master closet, they collect a pair of men's white tennis shoes. And they also find that someone had done a lot of cleaning recently. In the kitchen, there were a number of cleaning supplies. And then in the dining area, there was a carpet cleaner. The evidence is collected and rushed to the state crime lab for forensic analysis. We definitely wanted to see who would possibly be matched to these bloodstains. And when the results come back from Kira's car and the house, it confirms their worst fears. Based on DNA analysis, it was Kira's blood. And the white sneakers proved to belong to Jeff. One of the shoes had had blood that matched Jeff, and the other shoe had blood that matched Kira. Sadly, authorities can only come to one conclusion. It, it would be reasonable for a person to, to come to the conclusion beyond any reasonable doubt that, that she's dead. And all signs point directly to her husband. The next day, police arrest Jeffrey Trevino on suspicion of second-degree intentional murder and second-degree unintentional murder. He went with the police, and he, he refused to be interviewed another time. Although they suspect Jeff acted alone, they still question his roommate, Matt. The roommate, however, uh, kind of broke down, and he was pretty tearful. He was pretty afraid. Um, he said he didn't hear anything. That was it. We talked to other people who actually confirmed that Matt is a really hard sleeper. Police also double-checked Matt's alibi and prove he went straight to work the next morning. Matt is cleared of any suspicion. With Jeff now in custody, police notify Kira's family with the sad news. I wouldn't have thought he would have been uh, someone that had uh, like the capability to actually kill uh, my sister. Hearing them say that there's no way she was alive, it didn't really even sound real. It was just, it didn't seem possible. But the case is far from over. Jeff filed a speedy trial demand, which is his right, and we didn't have a body. As police and family continue to search for Cura, prosecutors have a tough decision to make. It is very rare to try to prosecute a case without a body. Do we dismiss and then try recharging? Or do we just go forward with the trial?
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. In February 2013... St. Paul, Minnesota police have Jeffrey Trevino in custody. He's awaiting trial for the murder of his wife, Kira Steger. But they have yet to find her body. That's a problem if you want to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that her husband killed her, and we only get one shot at this. In spite of the brutal winter weather, everyone joins forces in the search. We figure that she's somewhere that can be found once the snow melts. Then a major snowstorm on March 4th and 5th cripples the search for Kira by closing roads, schools, and downing power lines. There was nine inches of snow in Stacy and Lakeville. This was the heaviest snow ban in the Eastern Metro and ended up being the second greatest snowfall of the season. It was just infuriating because we figured her body was out there someplace. Then, almost a month since Kira was last seen alive, her family members are searching the area around the home when Kira's grandfather finds a suspicious bag at Keller Lake Park and calls police. He opened the bag and he just said he saw blood, just so much blood. The bag contains a bloody pillow, pillowcase, sports bra, t-shirt, and a sponge and is immediately sent to the state crime lab. They're able to very quickly do DNA analysis on it, and it turns out it's Kara Steger's blood. Investigators immediately focus their search efforts around Keller Lake. But after exhausting every acre, nothing else is found in the area. And from then, the weather, we assumed the weather would get better, that the ground would thaw, that bodies of water would, would thaw, and that we would find her body. But in April, another major snowstorm comes through the Twin Cities, dumping seven inches on the ground in two days. Then in early May, another record-breaking one. Over a foot of snow fell in southeastern Minnesota on May 1st through the 3rd. It broke all kinds of daily and monthly snowfall records. 
The search is put on hold again, and each time, Kira's family feels more hopeless. The hope every weekend that that she'll be found, and then the, the such letdown when she wouldn't be found, and not knowing if she would ever be found. But by the second week of May, spring finally starts to show with temperatures in the upper 60s and 70s. The weather actually did improve. Frozen lakes started to thaw. People were getting outside more. The snow had melted and the ice on the Mississippi had melted. Police finally get the call they've been waiting for from a barge worker on the Mississippi. There was a body in the river and they believed it to be female. The woman is naked and unrecognizable. But through dental records, the body is confirmed to be Kira Steger. Which is, is, is mixed emotions. I mean, thank God, you know, she was found. During autopsy, the medical examiner notices Kira's body is well-preserved. And that's because she was in ice or cold water or snow for that time period. Her body was trapped underneath the ice and then snow fell on top of that, creating a freezer effect freezing her body and delaying decomposition. Although the exact cause of death is unclear. She had an injury on her forehead that was fairly deep, went to the bone. Kira had some internal injury on her lip. That could be just from a punch right to the face. And they would have bled significantly. The other thing discovered was that her left pointer finger was broken and that it would have been extremely painful. It was a twisting type fracture. So that would be consistent with somebody grabbing her hand and then twisting it. I mean, she was clearly assaulted. Everything's fairly consistent with the blood evidence found in Jeff and Kira's master bedroom. But unfortunately, authorities still aren't sure when she died. And so it was open for Jeff to argue, somebody else kidnapped her, somebody else put her in the river, had nothing to do with Jeff because it could have happened at some time when he could account for his time when he had an alibi. Luckily, the medical examiner says her stomach contents are in good condition from being in the icy water. Decomposition is significantly slowed down with temperatures below 36 degrees. And since the area had experienced freezing temperatures for months, whatever Cura ate before she died, was still intact. The medical examiner asks if they could pinpoint when Kira ate last. And that was kind of a Shazam sort of moment. We know what she had as her last meal at the restaurant where they had their dinner. We had the receipt and we had the waitress. And we knew exactly what time they had to have been done eating. Based off the food still in her stomach, the medical examiner determined she had to have died just hours after she ate the meal. if she actually woke up at eight o'clock in the morning. 
those things would have left her stomach and been in some other part of her digestive system. And therefore, what Jeff said was not the truth. So with that, we were now prepared to go to trial. Prosecutors lay out at trial what they believe really happened that snowy February night. But will the jury agree with them? Waiting for that verdict to come in was maybe the longest wait that I've ever had in my life. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Jeffrey Trevino is finally set to go to trial for allegedly killing his wife, Kira Steger, after her body was discovered floating in the Mississippi River. Because 2013 was an unseasonably long winter, the river stayed frozen and kept her body at an icy depth for about three months. And that weather helped preserve evidence as to how she was killed. If her body would have just laid out in the elements um, in the summertime, decomposition would have destroyed her stomach contents. We wouldn't have been able to see the injuries. We were able to recover the body intact and get all that forensic evidence. On September 15th, 2013, seven months after Kira went missing, Jeffrey Trevino's trial begins. He's charged with two counts of felony murder in the second degree, intentional and unintentional. He pleads not guilty. Prosecutors say the case is clearly about rage and jealousy. This was a very troubled marriage, and Jeff was trying to hold on to his relationship with Kira. Prosecutors paint a picture of the events that led to her death. What I think happened is that Jeff set up this date night in a last-ditch, desperate attempt to save their marriage. They did have dinner together. They did go bowling. They did go home. They sat on the couch and watched the movie together. She is texting the whole time, and I think he had to have noticed that. And um, since she's texting her boyfriend, she was probably smiling and maybe giggling a little bit, and that had to have just infuriated Jeff. His anxiety, his anger was building throughout the night. The state argues that at some point after she sent the last text at 10.44 p.m., Jeffrey lost it. A violent fight ensued consistent with the blood spatter around the bedroom. At least part of the assault happened on the bed, but then most of the assault probably happened on the floor. I think that she was punched or hit in the face, and she was probably screaming 
And I think Jeff panicked and had to keep her quiet because they've got a roommate in the basement. And I think he smothered her with a pillow and that's how the pillow got full of her blood. It was obviously a very violent assault and uh, she died there in the bedroom. And after that, Jeff decided that he was gonna try to cover this up. They say Jeff Frucura's battered remains in the trunk of her car and took the car to get gas, as he admitted in his original interview. But he did not go straight home, like he said. Instead, prosecutors think he drove to the banks of the Mississippi and found a boat launch area that wasn't frozen. Once there, he dumped Cura in the freezing, murky water. The choice to put the body in the river in February in Minnesota ultimately helped us. The river doesn't move very far or very fast in the wintertime in Minnesota. So her body stayed just under the icy surface, waiting for spring. Then he drove her car to the Mall of America, left it there. The floor mat was full of blood, and he tossed that out onto the embankment, thinking nobody would find it. And then he took a cab back to the house. And then finished up with the cleanup, and then reported her missing. But Jeffrey's defense sticks to the story that Kira was alive and well and left the next morning. However, the medical examiner testifies that was impossible based off the food still present in her stomach. So all these little things kind of stitched together to show his story didn't make a lot of sense. Finally, after more than 24 hours of deliberating, the jury reaches a verdict. And the first verdict that they read was for count one, intentional murder, and they said not guilty. And of course, my heart, you know, goes through my stomach. But Jeffrey Trevino is found guilty of second degree unintentional felony murder. He is sentenced to 27 and a half years with the possibility of parole. He didn't get enough time, in my opinion. Her life was worth more than that. For the Staker family, Kira's bright spirit shines on. I know she's watching over me. She would want people to live their life to the fullest, you know, not take it for granted. I would tell Kira that I still miss her and that I'm gonna try to just be the person that I told her I'd be. Although investigators weren't sure they'd win their long battle with the Minnesota winter, in the end, the deep freeze allowed Kira to become her own champion of justice. If we didn't have the body, or if the body would have been too decomposed to tell us what would have happened, it would have been a completely different outcome, I think. 